Thanks for checking out the Refuge Official Podcast. Wherever you're from, we hope that this message will encourage you and help you grow in your relationship with God. Good morning. My name is Matt Malik. I'm the lead pastor at Refuge. So glad you could join us this morning. Today we're going to talk about three days that are relevant in all of our lives. Good Friday, Silent Saturday, and Resurrection Sunday. Good Friday is about the sacrifice. It was a day of great sadness among the followers of Jesus, who had left everything and had followed him for three and a half years. Their hopes and their dreams were shattered. Jesus was falsely accused, condemned to die, and executed on the cross. Jesus' sacrifice is the ultimate sacrifice of all time. We understand that sacrifice is not something we usually get excited about, or it's something that we really enjoy because it costs something. It can be painful. It's something that can be difficult. The sacrifice of Jesus, we realize, is a fundamental theme of Christianity. It's important to understand that his sacrifice has an impact upon your life and my life and of all people. The scripture tells us in Romans 3.25 in the New Living Translation, if you have a Bible, we encourage you to turn there. We understand that Jesus sacrifices the means by which God delivers us from sin and saves humanity from the sentence of death because of sin. But Romans 3.25 tells us, for God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. What an amazing passage that really reveals God's redemption plan for us. The fact that he died for us and that we can put our faith in him. Jesus' sacrifice, we realize, was physical, spiritual, and redemptive. And I want to talk about those three components today. We understand that Jesus' sacrifice required that he suffer for us. And this is in reference to his physical suffering. He endured persecution resulting in his death. When we think about that, he was falsely accused after he was betrayed by one of his followers. How horrible is that to suffer betrayal? He was condemned to die in a court that falsely accused him and brought judgment upon him. He suffered beating by the Roman soldiers with rods and with their own fist and with the whip and the scourging. The whip tore his flesh his, his back was shredded, and his own blood covered him. He experienced a beating that is horrific by all standards. The physical effects of the beating went far beyond the considerable pain it inflicted upon him. With his flesh torn and his back bleeding, he had to carry the cross to the place where he was crucified. The crucifixion was the most brutal of all capital punishments of that day. Jesus was nailed to the cross, his hands and the feet, and he was hung and left to die in agony and pain. In Romans chapter 5, verse 8, it reads, 
But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. What a powerful truth statement when we realize that even when we were still sinners, he died for us in our fallen state. Even when we weren't uh, acknowledging God in any way, he still died for us and paid the price. Jesus' sacrifice is also spiritual. We understand that he is the substitution for our sins. And we need to understand the spiritual dynamic behind that. The scripture tells us in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 27, that he has no need like those high priests to offer sacrifices daily, first for his own sins and then for those of the people, since he did this once for all when he offered up himself. He offered himself in your place. He took your place. He took your penalty. He took the shame, the guilt, and the pain that we deserved. That's incredible when we understand that truth of his redemptive work. Now, while the crucifixion is horrible to our physical senses, we'll never truly understand the spiritual agony of hell that Jesus went through because he bore that pain and that penalty as well. Also, we realize that Jesus' suffering is redemptive. The scripture tells us in Ephesians 1.7 that in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. We understand that Jesus sacrificed his life for you. It's a very personal thing. There was a day in my life that I received forgiveness of sins. There was a day in my life that, that I encountered his love in a way that brought transformation into my life. And it's hard to explain it fully if you haven't experienced it. But once you experience it, your life is never the same. I want you to be compassionate about this Jesus because he is the one that can change your life. I want you to experience him and encounter him at a level that will change your life, understanding that Jesus paid it all. After Good Friday came Silent Saturday. What is Silent Saturday? I believe that Silent Saturday is a reminder that the silence of God does not equal the absence of God. Silence is the complete absence of sound. Now, if you talk to my wife, Deb, there's times that she loves it to be silent. We can be riding in the vehicle, and I want the radio on. I want to listen to some good praise and worship music. And she, not that she doesn't love the worship God and love to listen to worship music, but there's times that she just likes, likes things to be silent. And maybe that's how you are. Maybe you're somebody that doesn't like a lot of noise. So times of silence have great value that we can benefit from. For the followers of Jesus, Silent Saturday was a difficult time for them. It's hard to imagine what they were really going through. They retreated to their home and they just really struggled with all that had went on with the crucifixion of their Messiah, Jesus now dead and in the grave. Their hopes were shattered. It seemed that God was silent. Now, he was not absent, but he was silent. How do we respond when we face a silent Saturday in our life? Now, sometimes silence can be deafening 
because there's a lot that's going on in our mind and we have all these thoughts and we are struggling with what are we going to do in light of what we're facing. There's a promise in the Word, and I love this. It's found in Psalms 83.1. It says, O God, do not keep silence. Do not hold your peace or be still, O God. Now, when you are in a period of silence, it seems like your thoughts may be running wild. But I believe it's a time where we're questioning things, we're confused, or maybe even dealing with the hopelessness in our life. But yet God is still at work, even though it may seem like he's not. Prior to this year, the Lord had showed me some things about 2020. And one of the things that he showed me is that this would be a year that he would demonstrate and reveal a greater revelation and understanding of his faithfulness. And I believe that we serve a faithful God. He's faithful in every season, in every circumstance, to every generation. The scripture tells us in Psalms 100, verse 5, For the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. I believe that he's faithful to us in this moment, in this generation, in this season, in light of all that we're dealing with with this present pandemic. Now, what's interesting, I find, when we read the scriptures concerning the story of Jesus' crucifixion and his resurrection, is that on Good Friday, God was not silent. In fact, he tore the curtains of the temple. He opened the graves of the dead. He rocked the earth. He blocked the sun of the sky. And he sacrificed the son of heaven. Earth heard much from God on Friday, but nothing on Saturday. Jesus is silent. God is silent. Saturday is silent. Silence for a season does not mean that God has forsaken you. And this is what we need to understand in light of any circumstance or situation you may be facing right now at this time and in this moment. An important fact and truth we need to understand is that we need to live through the silent Saturdays of life to truly experience what God has meant for you. Because Sunday is coming, resurrection is coming, new life is coming, the promise will be fulfilled because God's word is true. I find it interesting that Easter weekend discussions often focus on Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday. Often little attention or focus is given to Silent Saturday. Silent Saturday is the day between the struggle and the solution. It's the day between the problem and the answer. It's the day between the offered prayer and the answer to prayer. Saturday's silence can torment us. We may question, is God mad at me? Did I disappoint him? Did I do something wrong? We often look at situations and circumstances and we're wondering and questioning, God, why aren't you answering me now? You know my present situation. You know that my job is on the line. You know that my finances are in, in trouble. You know that I'm struggling in this relationship with this other person. You know that my marriage is in jeopardy. With all these things happening, we often ask, God, why aren't you doing something? But yet we can be confident and know that God is. Because we don't see often the end from the beginning, but yet God wants us to, as we put our faith in him and look to him and see the victory. 
that he's put before us. You might feel like you're living through a silent Saturday right now, but I want to encourage you with this. Sunday is on the way. Trust God's plan for your life. The answer is on the way. Consider the sunrise. I've often wondered what it would be like to have a sunrise service on Easter Sunday. Instead of showing up before dawn to church, we've brought the sunrise service to you this year. Astronauts witness 16 sunrise and sunsets each day. Now, I'm not an astronaut, and the closest that I got to space was flying 40,000 feet in the air over the ocean to witness the sunrise. It was absolutely beautiful. When was the last time you witnessed the sunrise? The sunrise is a continual occurrence that happens 24 hours a day. No matter where you are, the meteorologist can actually pinpoint the exact time of the sunrise each day. Today's sunrise is at 6.19 a.m. in Stevens Point. The sunrise is the dawn of a brand new day. The most significant sunrise is when Jesus rose from the dead almost 2,000 years ago. That's the most significant sunrise in all of human history. In Matthew 28, starting at verse 1, we see the biblical account of the event. Let me read it for you. Now, after the Sabbath, towards the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing was like the snow. And the, for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, as he said. Come see the place where he lay. It was at sunrise on the first day of the week that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Today in the Christian world, believers all over celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. As we celebrate his resurrection, we commemorate what he did through his resurrection to defeat death, hell, and the grave. Today, we commemorate Jesus' resurrection from the dead. The scripture tells us in 1 Peter 1.3, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from among the dead. The personal impact of his resurrection is far-reaching. We are born again and made alive unto God and set free from the power of sin. These are just some of the impacts of the resurrection. We understand that we can focus on the event or we can focus on the impact of the event. Both are important, but I believe the impact of the event is what we can relate to and connect with today. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the centerpiece for Christianity. It's the central theme that displays the very power of God that was released to bring redemption to all humanity, to save us from our sins, and to bring forgiveness into our lives. His resurrection has everything to do with our life. We are born again 
the scripture says, to a living hope. And we're living in the world where people have no hope, especially during this time. People lose hope when they fail to see a future for their life. Without a hope, we have no future. A world without hope is a world in despair. But we have this incredible hope in Jesus Christ that can help us to navigate through the circumstances and situations of life that we face in this present moment. This incredible hope is discovered in what Jesus Christ did for you and for me. Easter Sunday is not just to wake up sleeping saints, but it's waking up into the reality of all that Jesus accomplished for us through the cross and through his death and through ultimately his resurrection. What is your understanding of the resurrection? Not just the event, but the impact. And we can experience that impact in our lives. First Corinthians chapter 13 tells us, starting at verse three, for I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received. This is the apostle Paul speaking, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures. Verse four goes on to say that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. In the days that preceded the resurrection, we have Good Friday. And Good Friday was a day where it seemed that all was lost, that Jesus, the Messiah, the promised one to come to deliver Israel was dead. He was gone. He was put in a tomb and buried. And then we have Silent Saturday. And that helps to remind us that even when it seems God is silent, he has not forsaken us, but he's still at work, even though it may seem that he's not. And then we have Resurrection Sunday, the day where Jesus triumphed over death, bringing freedom and deliverance to all of humanity. And Jesus not only then set those free that followed him, but will set you free if you choose to follow him today. Jesus broke the curse of the fall that brought mankind into the bondage of sin. And now we can be set free when we believe. This morning, we were expecting an incredible sunrise. But as you can see behind me, some fog has rolled in. And you know, when I think about that, I think about sometimes fog can roll into our lives to obstruct what God wants us to see. And maybe your life is in the fog this morning. And it's difficult sometimes if you're driving in the fog to, to see what's really ahead of you. But yet God wants us to see what he has for us. If you're here in line with us this morning, I want to extend this invitation to you. And it's an invitation to put your faith in Jesus Christ and to trust him as your Lord and Savior. The scripture tells us in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, that if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, that we would be saved. And it's believing in the resurrection, that Jesus was raised from the dead, that we can receive eternal life. We don't serve a dead savior, we serve a risen Lord. Jesus is very much alive and he wants to make himself real in your life as well. There was a day in my life that I asked Jesus to come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. That required me to turn from the way I was living and give my heart to him. 
to repent of my sins and put my faith in Jesus Christ, not in my own good works, but to trust him as the only one that could save me. And when I put my faith in him, I received the gift of eternal life. And I want to extend that to you today. If you would, wherever you're at, just say this prayer from your heart. And I call it the believer's prayer. Heavenly Father, I come to you today. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and I need a savior. I put my faith in you. I acknowledge, Jesus, that you died for my sins and that you were raised from the dead to give me new life. Today, I put my faith in you. Today, I put my trust in you. Give me a hope for, my, for the future. Help me in my place of need. Forgive me of my sins and make my life what you want it to be. God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I believe that God is doing a great work in your life. And if you prayed that prayer sincerely, I believe at this moment, Jesus Christ is doing an incredible work in you. We receive the gift of eternal life. It's a gift we receive. It's not something we work for. It's not something we earn. It's not even something we deserve. We accept it by faith. And I trust that today you put your faith in Jesus Christ. God bless you. At Refuge, we believe all people matter to God. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to connect further with Refuge, feel free to go online to wearerefuge.net or on social media at wearerefuge.